them tennis shoes comfortable, right? They'd be like, yeah. I'd be like, well, can you run in the house and get some money? I'm going to wait right here and do the paperwork. Welcome. What up? To the Habits of the Few. What we got for them? Where we discuss habits, rituals, and mindset tactics that you can use to reach your version of success. Yeah. And now, here's your host, Mona Bolsi. Welcome, everybody, to the Habits of the Few. My name is Mona Bolsi. Thank you for being here today. Today, I got an incredible guest, Mr. Kenny Brooks, the uh, comedian salesman, the door-to-door salesman, the guy that incredibly went viral, over 300 million views and counting. Um, you may have seen him, Instagram, YouTube, but have you. This man is hilarious, not to mention an incredibly savvy, smart, intellectual salesperson. This guy has his training courses. He's an entrepreneur. He's been doing this since day one. Uh, so please... Sit back, relax, grab your cup of tea, and enjoy the show. You are in for a lot of laughs. It's funny how you're, and we're going to get into your backstory, but it's interesting to see that you come from a sales background, but you were able to attach comedy to it. Right. Sell. Yeah. Like, insanely. How, how long did it take you to kind of come up with your material? Was it years? Was it months? Was it? something that you were fine or you just always kind of had it well like when i first got into sales like i just like it i had to find like what worked for me and i noticed like being funny was like it was like the best of both worlds because like a lot of people like when you go to the door sound like the clear eye dude and you dry you don't have enthusiasm like they it's like like you know, you ever stayed up at night watching infomercials or like flicking through the TV to see oh, what's yeah. interesting? That's how I feel like when I was going door to door. Like I had to like, I had to read people and I had to win people over. But when I first started, I didn't I didn't use personality. I wanted to see like what worked. But I I started pushing product first, and I noticed when I wouldn't be in myself, I was like, that's not really working. And I knew I was the funny kid, and I knew that I knew I knew how to like have make friends. And then what happened was that I started reading a lot of sales books, like. I read like How to Win Friends, Influence People by Dale Carnegie, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Keel. I just started reading a lot of books. And then I noticed the majority of the books, you know, great minds think alike. They we, they all talked about the same thing. Like you got to sell personality all the way from Zig Ziglar, closing of a sale and see you at the top. They always said they use personality. It's like you sell the sizzle and then they're going to buy the steak. So once that tapped in, I said, oh, I got it. So I started like writing down one-liners i started like writing down different approaches that was funny like icebreakers you know what i mean because i oh, yeah. knew that it was four steps to a sales talk i knew you had to have an approach and then you have to have an introduction and then you demonstrate your product and then you close them but i knew that i had to be funny just to like break the ice for people so i had like over like 500 different one-liners to break the ice you know what i'm saying and then like i even had one-liners for objections like when they give me objection i was funny on that so they didn't even look at me as a as a salesperson, they was like, this guy just entertained. I just want to sit here and listen to him. I had so many of my customers, they just bought, they didn't even know what they was buying. You know what I mean? That's when I knew that I like, I, I still like, I was knocking because like I used to tell, this was like one of my favorite jokes. I used to be like, because we used to, we traveled state to state. And we used to, I used to tell them like, they'd be like, well, can you come back? I'd be like, well, we only come once a year like my father. And we really had come back the next year. And when I, I used to I come back to the same customers that I sold the previous year and they had like dust on a product. They didn't even open it. They be like, like, man, I forgot I even bought this from you because you were so funny. I didn't even know what I was buying. You know what I mean? So I was like, yeah. man, that's amazing. Yep. So that is amazing. That's so funny. I, I I've seen your bits. I've seen your 
I can I call it dynamic stand up. Right. Because that's what I think it is. And I'm a big comedy fan. Have you done stand up like specific stand up? Yeah. Yeah. I did stand up. and I moved to L.A. and then I, I started doing stand up at like the comedy store. Um, oh, that's probably sure his family owned that. And then I, I opened up for Fluffy um, at the uh, Ha Ha Cafe. I did. I, I started just going to like a lot of open mics. I was like around like a lot of like big names that they was like teaching me because I was like they was like I got the the niche, but I got to like make stories. I got to tell stories so I can win a crowd over. But the hardest thing was to go to open mics and try to make other comedians laugh because it's like competition because you can't really make them laugh because then they feel like that you better than them. You know what I'm saying? So it was like yeah. a hard bargain. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. once I started, like I became a headliner for one show and then I had a real audience. That's when I, I was like, OK, I know what to do now. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I did stand up for probably like eight months i i hear that they're that they may be closing the comedy store which is a big bummer yeah i don't really know i wasn't there i only went there like a couple times i went there like three or four times my um manager took me one time just to like the my first time going i just looked i went there to really like to do my homework you know what i'm saying to study the crap so i went yeah. there it was like five different comedians it was like louis ck was there um, Bill, Bill Burr, uh, Jeff Ross, uh, Daniel Raw, Rollins. I just was listening to they, they, they bit, you know what I'm saying? And see how they tell stories. And then I went for an open mic and then I went to uh, a Kill Tony event. And then after that, that's when they had booked me because after the Kill Tony, I went to Kill Tony, but we had to sign our name on a list for open mic. And when I went to the open mic, a lot of comedians was there and they actually had, they, they told the, uh, the manager there, they was like, look, man, we need to get him to do like a headliner because he's pretty funny. And they already knew me from my video. So then they had me open up for Fluffy. So it was, it was kind of, that was kind of awesome. I mean, to, to, to be at the comedy store, I think that's, that place is legendary. So that's, yeah, that's such yeah, an incredible yeah, experience. Yeah, everybody done been there all the way from Chris Rock to Dave Chappelle to Jim oh, Carrey yeah. to, yeah, everybody. I mean, that's, yeah, Chappelle goes there all the time just, just to yeah. shoot the shit. You yeah. know, love right. to catch him one of these days. So exactly. who who's your inspiration for comedy? Um, I got a lot of I I I I, I grew up like listening to like Rodney Dangerfield, Jim Carrey, to all the way to like uh Martin Lawrence, um I like Bernie Mac, Chris Chris Rock, Chris Tucker. It's a lot of Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy. Like, oh, yeah. I got a lot of them, but like, like who stand out? Who I always want to meet right now is Kevin Hart. I think he's killing it. Like, you know what I'm saying? And he like my inspiration right now because, like, number one, he like a hustler. He just yeah. he, he he always working. He work eight days a week, and like yeah. I, I know a story how he like really like from where he came from. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I was like. Yeah, he came from nothing to something. So his inspiration and just how he be hustling, he like, you know what I'm saying, to hustle hard and how he just he just keep going and he like killing it. He like the number one comedian right now. So Oh yeah. yeah. Totally. Yes. So do yeah. you see yourself like is your goal to be a, a like a stand-up comedian, getting into getting your hand into everything comedy, whether it be movies, feature films, what have you? Or right. are you trying to go like the because right now you're creating a sales course. Or you just yeah, my, my brand is door to door comedian, like or funny salesman. So I, I, it's like the best of the both worlds. Like I know how to teach and train off sales, and then I I I, I know comedy too. You know what I'm saying? I do comedy yeah. too. So whichever works. Like that's why I said that it's like it's nothing out there. You're you're like an entrepreneur. Brand, yeah, it's different because like you got people that strictly doing just sales that's not funny, and you got comedians that strictly doing comedy that's not selling. 
but I feel like they selling too because anytime you can sell like 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 Kevin Hart sell out arenas, you know what I'm saying? He's oh, yeah. 30, 20,000 people, 30,000. He's selling out football stadiums, you know what I'm saying? But like that's why I said my goal is I I, I want to train like I my goal is I want to like start like a Kenny Brooks school of hard knock, you know what I'm saying? Like where I can train and teach people like where I, where I came from. Like I started off doing door to door. Now I'm, I'm breaking into Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I just, I just wrote a, uh, a television show cause I did door to door for like 10 years and I got different, uh, episodes, one called the N word where I worked the racist area in Coeur d'Alene's Idaho. They didn't like black people. And I, I wrote my Damn. quote out there. I knocked on the lady door. She was like, get off my porch, nigga. I was like, what that nigga owe me $5? She started laughing. I ended up selling her. You know what I'm saying? And then I got another episode called Suicide. When I was on the Brad Leah podcast, I was telling them how this lady almost killed herself. And I won her over with my personality. And she ended up buying my product. And she like she was in the middle. I'm talking about, I knocked on her door. She had a 38 special on the table about to blow her brains out. And oh. she came to the door rude and everything. And I'm thinking like if I was a new person, I didn't know I didn't have any sales history. I probably would have rubbed it the wrong way or I probably wouldn't have a positive mental attitude. I wouldn't have really looked at myself as she being a, a, a human being instead of being a customer. Because you got a lot of salespeople, when they try to sell someone, they not thinking about that customer salesperson relationship. They only thinking of they at the door with dollar signs. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You got to remember, like as a salesperson going door to door, I was an uninvited guest. So the first thing I wanted to do is I wanted to I wanted to sell them on loving me first. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not even gonna push the cleaner. I want to get to know this person. I want to break the ice. I want to have a customer salesperson relationship so they can trust me. So it come to find out, like she was rude and I still was nice. I still had tech and diplomacy. I'm like the first thing I said. She was like, whatever you selling, I don't want none that shit get off my property and i was like well jesus didn't sell everybody we're gonna see you around like a donut and i, I was smiling laughing and everything i walked off she came out sad like smiling but she had a tear in her eye because i knew that she was still heartbroken and then she was like i'm sorry she was like um what are you selling i was like i'm only selling good looks charm and personality and then she started laughing then she was like you know what i'm sorry for being rude to you this just wasn't my day i just lost my son in a car accident and i'm like i'm sorry to hear that and then i was like well i, I said I, I understand how that feel because i lost my grandmother and she was really close to me. So we just started talking and she was like, come on in. And then she just straight told me, she was like, right before you knocked on my door, I was about to kill myself. But you just like, you just like refreshing me. Like it was crazy. Like, yeah. And that's then I got pretty, another. That's, that's pretty big. That's pretty big. Yeah. Yeah, so I got like all of these episodes. So I got like a, a couple of people from Hollywood, like the the lady. She um wrote for Bird Box. She helping me uh do the format. We developing a whole TV show and everything. And then I I, I just did a docu series with uh Bobby Womack, grandson. He worked for Netflix. So and then I got Brandon T. Jackson on board. He did a lot of movies like Lottery Ticket, Roll Bounce. He did Tropic Thunder. He did a lot of movies, Big Mama House with Martin Lawrence. So he actually helping me like write because he a comedian too. So we got like different ideas. So we supposed to be like pitching that to like different networks so it's gonna be awesome so that's, that's my whole thing i want i want to just get that i want i want the world to see that because i feel like once they see that it's crazy like yeah so well going back to relaying like kevin hart kevin hart has multiple businesses and franchises outside yeah, of outside of just the comedy spectrum and the and the feature films which i i can see what you're trying to do in relation but at the same time I don't know of a comedian that is like a master salesman because selling, I think, I think if you had nothing in the world and you lost every single skill and you had to start from scratch, I think that if you learn how to master sales, you'd be set for the rest of your right. life. Like exactly. forget everything else. And exactly. so, and, and I, I like what you said. You said most salespeople see dollar signs 
Um, but a true, but, but a true negotiator and someone like yourself, um, they, they try to break the ice and communicate. Like I'm dealing yeah. with people, like people forget that they're communicating with people and that's huge. Exactly. It's lost on them, especially when they're on the phone. You can't see the person, you can't see their reactions They're yeah. you know, like facial expression, body. Yeah. Language, all in place. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. really cool. Um, yeah. when is, when is that uh, product going to be live? I'd love to, uh, I've got a pretty sizable audience. I'd love to pro- help promote it a little bit. What? What? Your, your the sales course. Oh, we just launched it. We still like it's already available. I can send you the website and everything. That'd be so great. Check yeah, it yeah. Out. yeah. What? Yeah. Do you want to just say it out loud? And then we. Yeah, it's 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 Kenny. It's Kenny hyphen Brooks dot com. Wonderful. Um. So tell me a little bit about how you got started. I know you started door to door. But what led right. you to that point? What was the circumstance? Yeah, it was a funny story. And me and my mom was just talking about it yesterday because it's funny. I was like 12 years old and I had grew like four or five inches. You know what I'm saying? And like I grew from like I was like four foot. I, I was like four foot like six and I grew like six or seven inches. I, I, I woke up one day. I was like, and I'm 12 years old. No lie. I was like five, six or five, five. And I was like, man, like my mom, she was like, oh my God, she didn't even know who I was. I was just hanging out the bed one morning. And I was like, dang, I'm about to start playing basketball now. You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm like, I got this little height as a 12 year old. So um, I went to middle school and they had like basketball tryouts. So I, at the school, I went to, I didn't have no basketball shoes. This is how I got into sales. It was crazy. I, I asked my mom, I was like, I need some basketball shoes. She was like, well, I'm going to try to get you some next week when my check comes. So I went to school with some church shoes on sliding across the the, the court I'm talking about it was terrible like I was humiliated they was just making fun of me and everything so I get home from school I'm like I'm not never going back to basketball practice until I get some shoes but on the way home from school it was like a telephone pole and it had this little uh it had a sign it says that um I can make uh $50 a week delivering Detroit news and free press it was basically a paper route you know what I'm saying so I called the number because I was like, I might as well do this for a couple of days at the school until I get these shoes. That was my goal. I was going to do the paper out, make me like 50 to 100 bucks, go buy some cheap tennis shoes and then go back to basketball practice. You know what I mean? So I called the number. I ended up doing the paper out. So the first day of the paper out, me and this guy, he rolling a wagon and he because we had the little wagons with the papers on it. I'm like two years old. This is like back in the day. So we would get out like we would take turns. He would roll a wagon and I throw the papers in. And when he gets tired rolling the wagon I roll a wagon for him he threw the paper so I threw the paper at this one customer door he came out snapping on this like tripping like what are you doing why you keep on them delivering me these papers I canceled this prescription months ago y'all 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 company is screwed up and then I, I just I forgot exactly what I said but I know it was something like this I was like can I, I was like can I ask you one quick question so I was like well I apologize for the um bad poor performance performance if two of your kids was playing and one broke the glass would you spank both of them he was like no I was like well I'm sorry that you got to spank me for what somebody else did but let me call my manager and see if we can get you a discount and we can and I, I promise you like I'm 12 years old saying all of this and, and like the guy that's rolling the wheel he looking at me like what the hell I'm like 12 years old I promise so anyway like he he, he excited not because the guy went from snapping on us to canceling his subscription to I just resold him on keeping a whole year subscription you know what i'm saying i just upgraded him like beyonce so now he like back positive and everything so 
the guy go in, he tell a supervisor, he's like, bro, he's like, this guy just uh closed this guy out and now he wanted to buy some more subscription. He got the money and everything. I'm 12 years old. So they moved me to a salesperson. So from the age of like 12 to 14, so I didn't even play basketball. I, I just fell in love with it because they made me a salesperson. But what happened was that they had me read a script where they were saying, hi, my name is Kenny Brooks. I'm working towards a college education. You can help by trying the Detroit News of Free Press for 90 days, all this. And I'm like, this is not me. I don't like scripts. I was like, number one, I don't even like reading nothing because I feel on kindergarten because I can scribble. So if it's longer than catch up, I'm going to mess it up. So I had to come up with my own ideas. So I got the personality at like 12, 14 years old. The hustling part came when my mother put me out at the age of 18. Like when I graduated from high school, I was just sitting there, you know, like any other kid, if you're just yeah. sitting there, you're not helping with no bills and you old enough to get a job and you don't want to get one, you got to go into the real world. So when I got in the real world, she kicked me out. I saw this ad that I can be a door-to-door salesperson. You know what I'm saying? Traveling. This was traveling, selling the cleaning product. So that's when I moved to um, LA and then I did the traveling sales. So I did it from like 18 or 19 all the way to like 20. When I got on, um, when that video went viral, I was already in the game like two years. So what 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 what, what I learned selling the cleaning product was like techniques and like the hustling part. You know what I'm saying? The ambitious, the work ethics. Because I already had the personality from like 12 to 14, as you can see. So that was nothing you could teach. That's why I heard like rich man, um, rich dad, poor dad by Robert Kiyosaki. He said that salespeople ain't born, they made. And I was like, well, I feel like they born because like, I remember as a little kid, we used to try to sell our parents like, oh, can I go play with my friends? And they'd be like, hey, y'all got to go in here. I'm doing a, uh, excuse me. I'm talking to my sisters. Chief. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, okay. But anyway, so. Um, I remember uh, as a little kid, I used to we used to sell our parents like, oh, mom, can I go play with my friends? She's like, no, you got to clean up your room. Then I come back like, well, I just cleaned up my room. I did my homework. So we selling right there. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So it started at an early age. So like, you know, what I'm saying I already had that in me. The only thing is that when I got out in the real world, you know, what I'm saying like one thing I learned from Napoleon Hill, lost success. He said, it ain't your fault if you was born poor. But if you over the age of 18 and you die poor, that's your fault because you have something to do with that. So I said, you know what? Like, I owe it to myself to be successful. You know what I mean? So I when I got in, in the door-to-door industry, like, I had to learn myself. I had to find myself. You know what I'm saying? They said some people don't die to the age of 18, but they don't get buried to their 70. Because if you give up on yourself young age, then you just living for no reason. You know what I'm saying? They said a worthless death is far worse than, you know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's like so many sayings that we hear. You know what I mean? I'm with you. Yep, so. I mean, if if you look back to the educational system that was built in around the 1800s, it's the same system that we are using today. And it was, it was established right. by entrepreneurs to churn out workers. Right. So exactly. we go from, we go from a, I mean, if you think, if you, if you go back far enough, everybody that you knew, you know, if you lived during that time was an right. entrepreneur, you either, you exactly. were a farmer that provided the, the, the fruits and the vegetables, you were a carpenter, exactly. right? You were a painter, right. you were a builder, and it was just an exchange of services, exactly. Exactly. right? And now we, we, we've made it into a world where we basically give up and we, we work at a job that we hate. We sit into a mm-hmm. box that we, we absolutely loathe and we work nine to five, check in, check out, and we call it good. Like, what the fuck kind of life is that? Exactly. You know That's what, what I'm I, saying? I, I used to say that too. I said I would never punch a clock unless I swing on Flavor Flav. <laughs> Like, I, cause I, I remember when I was eight, like, I remember like, that's what really made me not want to work a nine to five because like, I like when I, and that's another thing I didn't tell you when I was 12 to 14 years old doing a paper route, yeah. like, and I got into the door to door, I was like 12 years old making like two to $300 a week, just like selling, 
Like I was like, right. I was making 12, 30, I was making like, uh, I was making 20 to 30 sales as a, as a, as a 12 year old uh, in a, in a day, you know what I'm saying? After school all the way from like four to six o'clock before it got dark. So like I was making like as much money as my mom, you see what I'm saying? At like oh, yeah. 12 years old. So yeah. like, I, I remember like, like in sales, it ain't no ceiling of your income. You can go, you can go to sleep broke and wake up to, you know, the success, you know, you can go from Warfare to Rockefeller. It's just whatever you put in, that's what you get out. Yeah. And that's what I learned. So once I learned the self-employed and the entrepreneurship and like how to like, like just how to like be a salesman and, and, and have salesmanship, I didn't want to work for no one. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to punch a clock. I didn't want to do a nine to five. I remember working at Burger King for like 30 minutes. I like, that's the most, I, I worked, I worked at Burger King for like 30 minutes. I remember, like, I remember this one guy, he took more breaks than a Kit Kat and he would get $9 an hour and I work in my butt off and I get $9 an hour. That's just not fair. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But in, in this industry, like whatever you put in, you get out. You know what I'm saying? So I used to work eight days a week. I used to eat, sleep and drink the business to make sure that I was on top of my game. You know what I'm saying? Because it's the five P's, proper preparation, prevent poor performance. So I know that I had to have everything lined up. You know what I'm saying? And then as a salesperson, right. like I, I used to tell like people when I trained them, I said, look, uh, customers not having a meeting. They not telling they, uh, they not having a neighborhood meeting. Like, would you go tell that salesperson tomorrow? Oh, I'm going to tell them I'm not interested. Okay, let me write that down, Jenny. We go tell that person tomorrow. Oh, I ain't got no money. They not having meetings. So we used to be prepared. You know what I'm saying? We used to be two steps ahead of them. So, and that's what I used to tell my salespeople when I used to train them. I said that, look, you know what I'm saying? It's the three thing with sales is that it's it's easy it's easy because like anybody can do it even a dummy know the book i got a 13 year old son right now he loves sell he remind me of myself he be selling every summer with me. You know what I'm saying? When I had my own company selling Do It Full, because I had my own product with my face on it, because Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank, he had reached out to me and he had basically invested in me to have my own product for my TV show. And we came out with my own cleaner called Do It Full, and we were supposed to do like a reality show with it. And I ended up like getting like I, I end up getting it like made and everything and I was selling it in Hawaii and I used to fly my kids every summer and he used to sell with me he was out selling like 20 30 bottles a day and it's funny because one I remember one story like that's why I say as a little kid we just had this imagination and we got personality like you can't really teach this you know what I'm saying because like even though he he's my son but I didn't teach him like how to be a salesperson. He came up with this on his own. Like it just was in his blood. You know what I'm saying? Like you can lead a horse to water. You can't make them drink it. Cause I had like grown people working for me and they really like Zig Ziglar said, he said, as soon as people find a job, they quit looking for work. I'm like, here it is that I got grown people that really don't want to work because social, they influenced by social media. They always on their phone. They always trying to see what's on YouTube, what's on Instagram, what's on, you know what I'm saying? Facebook, instead of them putting in work, you know what I'm saying? And here it is. I got like a 13 year old son. Uh, he out there going to work just having fun and I remember one day this this lady called the police on him because she was like, like um what are you out here doing selling where's your where's your parents at so she called the police you know what I'm saying so the police come he put his he put his product in his book bag and everything and they was like um yeah we just got a call saying that you was in an area selling something he's like no nah, I, I, this is my daycare. I, I I stay here and then he went right in like he went like the police left and then he went right and knocked on the lady door and sold her I'm like, that's crazy because so I would have never thought of nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? He just sold yeah, yeah, the police yeah. on that he was at daycare and he not selling nothing. As soon as they left, he ended up. And I'm like, it's crazy because I got grown people. When they get stopped by the police, they call me and be like, oh, I ain't working no more. The police harass me. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, that's crazy. And yeah, I got you like know, that's 13. the thing. It's 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 their belief system, right? And And honestly, they just gave up. Like, so for example, with your son, 
you know, you, you instill that in him as an early age. You saw you doing it right. And right. You, know, you, were, you were able to, and so it's a lot easier to kind of work with someone that is a clean slate that exactly. has no inhibition that is completely unaware of what's right and what's wrong in the sense of, you know, how much effort to put, to put forth. And, right. and it's, and, and it's a discipline. So that's, I mean, your son's on his way to be incredibly successful. So what, right. what, what happened after your twenties? So you, you did this for about, a, a, you know, 10 years or so, 10 or 12 years. Right. Evolutionary step for you. I know where you're at now building these businesses and these shows and whatnot, but what was the charm? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, now you put in the work, you got, you got, you know, information, you were able to uh, really hone in your skill set. What was the next step? Right. Well, like, um, like what did you do in your twenties? I, I was just, I was selling. I was just working. That's what I'm saying. I, I did from like, like I said, I, I got into sales when I was like 19. I took like years off too, cause I had kids at the time. You know what I'm saying? I got six kids. So I took like three, four years off to like spend time with my kids. And I got into comedy Then I got back into sales. So I was like going back and forth. What happened was that the video went viral. Like I got into sales like 2008 or nine. That video went viral in like 2011. So here it is that I'm still going door to door, right? No, I, I'm not knowing that I have a viral video. How I found out that I had a viral video was around like 2017 when Ridiculousness, you heard of that show on MTV? Yeah. They reached out to me. They sent me an email. They was like, we want to fly you out to LA and we want to put you on the show because we uh just uh Signed, we just signed, we we got that we got we got the copyrights to the video, but we want to have your consent because you on the video. And I'm like, what? What happened was that they paid the lady. She copyrighted the video. What happened was that that's how I, like it's a this is a long story. Like I, that's what I'm saying. Before the video happened, I got kidnapped by some. So, so this lady that recorded you got paid yeah. off of you. Yeah. But what happened was that it's crazy because she didn't record me because I was a funny salesperson. She thought I was going to break in her house. Like, like oh, okay. I saw Jamie Foxx and then his neighbor, like, 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 it's a long story, bro. It's, it's crazy because like how people like, that's what I'm saying. It was like, it was like stereotyped the whole way. Like yeah. once she found out that I was a funny guy and it, it started blowing up like the world trade, that's when she started, she monetized the video and was like, oh, I can make money off of this. So what happened was that ridiculousness reached out to me. And it was like, um, we want to use your video. And then they said, all you got to do is sign this consent. And I'm like, what? So I end up contacting the lady. I'm like, um, why you didn't tell me their ridiculousness had reached out to me? And then she was like, well, they already have paid me for the video. And I told oh. them they had to get in contact with you because I wanted to make sure I just don't take the payment and don't let you know. I was like, well, you didn't really let me know. Anyway, she already has spent the money. They paid her like 20 grand to use the video, everything. Oh my make God. a long story short. We didn't even release the video because I said I didn't want to do it because I felt like that was shady. Like, you just undercut me. You know what I'm saying? But she was already getting paid off of it. the video. Like, she ended up taking a video down off of YouTube. It had, like, 300 million views at the time. And she wow. just took the whole video down. She said, how about I just take the whole video down? She basically was basically saying, like, she made me. Everyone for her family. The world with no Kenny Brooks. and that. She was just tripping. You know what I'm saying? But, like, like it was on America's Funniest Home Videos, on Ridiculousness. It was on Tosh.0. Like, all of these people reached out. Even Ellen reached out to her and she didn't even give me the email from Ellen. She told like she she said she couldn't get in contact with me. She said that when she tried to get in contact with me, they had uh, they had an ad on a website said that I had got killed. I got murdered by my father. She said that everybody thought I was dead. So that was one of the reasons why she couldn't get in touch with me. It was like weird. But anyway, so from 2017, like it's six years and, and it's a gap. 
in six years when the video went viral when I found out. So from 2011 to 2017, that's when I found out. That's when I moved to L.A. And so then I took, started. So it took six comedy. years for that to basically hit your radar. Because yeah, exactly. there's a bunch of shadiness happening in between. That is bizarre. Yeah. And it's crazy because it was a hell of a story before. Like, like I said, like I, 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 I like. I was like the top salesperson for my company from like, as soon as I came in the game, I was new, but I was killing. Like I was like beating everybody in sales just because I was funny. You know what I'm saying? And people wanted to find out like, what is this guy's secret? How is he doubling? Like he's a new man and he's doubling everybody's sales. What is he doing? You know what I'm saying? So then like what happened was that this one guy, he ended up beating me one day and he worked the Indian reservation. And what happened was that like nobody never asked me how many sales I had until this one day he asked me. So I knew he had to have a lot of sales because he asked me how many sales I had. So then I told him and then he ended up beating me that day. So I was like, where you work at? And he was like, I work at Indian Reservation. I was like, I bet you 500 bucks that I'm going to go to that same Indian Reservation and double your sales. Because I felt like embarrassed because he was like talking crazy to me. Like, oh, I beat the Kenny Brooks, the best salesperson ever. Not nah, like, you know, he talking crazy. So I go to the same Indian Reservation, but they didn't like black people. They was like racist. So they kidnapped me, tried to kill me and everything. So I end up quitting my sales job. Whoa, whoa, and then I, whoa, 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 Hang on a second. Back it up. They actually kidnapped you and tried to kill you? Like, that's legit. Yeah, I swear to God. On everything, it's in, it was in um, Temecula. It's called the... I, 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 I believe you. I'm, I'm, yeah, but it was, it was like... It, was like, it wasn't like... It wasn't like the Welcome to 7-Eleven Indians. It was like real Indian, like the Cherokee Indians. You know, the Indians, like, yeah, they yeah, own yeah, the casinos. Yeah. They got the Indian reservation. Like, yeah, the, yeah. We're not talking about, that? like, India Indians. Yeah, yeah. We're, talking we're not about talking about, like, like Gandhi. Native Americans, yeah. right? Yeah, Native, exactly. Yeah, but what happened was that well, I, I was at the wrong place That's at the crazy. wrong time. Why would they be like racist? I would. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you exactly how I went. Okay, the first door I knocked on, right? Dude had like a gate. I opened his gate. I go knock on his door. He come out with a shotgun. He said, "Get off my porch before I blow your head off." I said, "All right, God bless you. Have a good day." So I, I leave. Right? I go to the next door. As I'm going to the next door, he come out the house broad daylight with a shotgun. Follow me. He said, "If you go to another door, I'm gonna fucking blow your head off." So now I jump on the phone to call my manager. I'm like, "Hey, look, you gotta come get me." This guy following me with a gun. I don't know what's going on. He they laughing because they like this Kenny Brook. He never called about nobody following with a gun. He the top salesperson. So they think it's like the boy crowd whoop because they saw me in a meeting and make this five hundred dollar bet to this guy saying I'm gonna go to the same Indian reservation and beat him in, in sales. So now they thinking that I'm playing a game. You see what I'm saying? So anyway. He was like, man, look, I'm on a, I'm, I'm all the way across the town dropping off the rest of your salespeople. He was like, follow me, just call the police or just go somewhere and then wait on me. I'll be there in like 15 minutes. So anyway, as I'm on the phone, he think, I guess the guy must have thought I was on the phone with the police. So he turned around, go back to his house. So when I get off the phone with my manager, I see this door, like this house right in front of me, but they door was open. So I hurry up and go knock on the door to try to like get help. You see what I'm saying? So when I knock on the door, the lady comes to the door, she like blind and everything. And I was like, well, don't shoot. I'm just a cool color kid. And then she was like, is you, uh, no, I was like, don't shoot. I'm just a chocolate funny kid going door to door. And then she was like, is you caramel chocolate or you dark chocolate? I was like, I'm dark chocolate. She was like, you African-American? I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh my God, you in the wrong neighborhood. She's like, I'm surprised my nephews ain't trying to do something to you because they dead just got murdered by African-American a couple of days ago. And I'm thinking in the back of my mind, I was like, dang, I must have ran into your nephew at this first door. So anyway, she was like, come in. She was like, what are you selling, by the way? I'm like, I'm selling this cleaning product and clean any and everything said bad credit. So she laughing. She like, um, she's like, can you promise me one thing? She's like, how many bottles you got in your bag? I was like, I got four bottles. She's like, you promise me if I buy those bottles in your bag, you'll leave this neighborhood. I'm like, sure. So she bought her four bottles. So as soon as I leave her door, I call my manager like, where you at? Like, I just emptied my bag. You got to come get me. Just take me to another neighborhood. So anyway, he like, all right, I'm on my way. While I'm on the phone with him, the dude 
pull up, like the dude come back out of his house, but he calling his buddies. Now they all on four wheelers. Now they surrounding me. It's like 10 guys on four. They got knives and guns and everything. He was like, didn't I tell you to leave my neighborhood? He was like, my brother about to pull up in a brown native pride truck. truck. If you don't get in, I'm going to blow your head off. So I, like two minutes later, did a guy pull up? They surrounded me. I couldn't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I was just about to get in the truck. The dude pull up in a truck. He's like, get in right now. So I'm about to get in the truck. And then out of nowhere, like three unmarked police cars just happened to like just drive up like with their sirens on just like rescue me. You know what I'm saying? So they just start scattering, going like different ways, like trying to get away. And then so the police, I'm crying. Now I'm in tears because I'm like devastated. I thought I was about to die. I don't, I don't really know what was going to happen, but I know that I was like, it was like shocking. So anyway, to make the long story short, the police get me in the back seat. They start questioning me, asking me what happened. They like, you in the wrong place. And I was like, did someone call you or anything? And it was like, no, we just happened to work this area because there's been a lot of crime with the in the fast few, past few days, like kidnapping, murders, and all type of stuff. They was like, I don't know why you in this area working. It's a bad area for you. And I was like, well, my friend just worked it yesterday, and he had like a good day over here. And then he was like, but I bet you he wasn't black. And I was like, well, he like Spanish. But anyway, the guy was Mexican, and uh, he was Indian and, and Spanish or something like that. So he looked the Indian to them, so that's probably why they didn't bother him. Anyway, so th- this this was like four hours. I'm with the police for like four hours while they trying to catch these when I had to do a police report, they take me back to the precinct and then they had me do a standing lineup. So I pointed like out I pointed out two people. So they end up letting me go. So now I'm heated now that my manager don't come pick me up. I'm I'm terrified now. Now I'm snapping. I'm like, look, y'all almost left me to die just to sell y'all cleaning product. I quit. Y'all got to get me back home. So I go back home to Detroit. And then they send me a subpoena in the mail like two weeks later to California to come back to testify against these uh Indians. And I'm like, I'm telling my mom like I don't want to go. She's like, no, you got to go. It's mandatory. When they send a subpoena, you got to go. So then I go back. When I go back to testify, uh, on my way to court, I see this big Indian dude. I guess he was like one of the relatives. He's like, hey, you motherfucker. Then he went like this. He's like, you say something about my nephews. I'm a, and he went like this. So I ran out of the courtroom, ran down through the uh, the, the metal detectors, tell the police this guy just threatened me. And then I ran out and I went and it was like a 7-Eleven gas station across the street. And I went over there. I called my mom and them. And I was telling them, can they get me back home? And they was like, no, I'll just call your company, see if they can get you back home. So then I called the company and I guess they had ended up sending the company to pick me up, but they ended up bribing me to stay like another day to work. They was like, look, we just looked at your plane ticket to get back from Detroit to California. And it's like 500 bucks. This is what we can do. If you go to work today, we can use your commission to get you back home. So I'm like, all right. I was like, long as I don't work no Indian reservation. So here it is. They dropped me off like in Tarzana. So the first door I knock on, he like the uh, Lakers doctor. So he ended up buying like a bottle from me. And he was like, man, you pretty funny. You should do stand-up comedy. I was like, I do do stand-up comedy. He's like, you know, Jamie Foxx there across the street, right? I'm like, what? So then like, I go across the street now. So like, as I'm going across the street, I see like a Maybach pulling this gate. So I run up to the gate and the gate closed. And so my body, like it, like my body must've like sensed the gate. So it started opening back up. So I'm walking through the gate. I'm thinking like, dang, I'm about to sell Jamie Foxx. So he talked on the intercom. He like, um, what are you doing? No trespassing. And I was like, oh, COD. And he was like, all right, one second. So he pull in his garage and he come back out on the golf cart. So then he come up, he was like, wait, wait, you selling something? I thought you said COD. I was like, yeah, come on down. And then he started laughing. He was like, oh, not only is you funny, you funny looking. Then we started talking. We started cracking jokes on each other for like two to three minutes. And then he's like, man, you know what? I like you. Then he's like, man, you remind me of myself. He just started telling me this whole his whole life story, how he got adopted. He's from this small town, Tyler, Texas. And how he uh, used to be a shoe salesman. And um, he used to be in sales. And then he said he remembered um, coming out here in Hollywood, like pursuing his comedy. He said he was a starving comedian. He said one day he uh, knocked on this guy door in Hollywood and he didn't buy his shoes and he said he ended up giving them auditions to doing living color and that's how he blew up and then i just started crying 
And I just told him like, man, this is crazy how I just met you because I wasn't even supposed to meet you. I said, last week I just got kidnapped by Indians. I quit my sales job and I went to court today. I just told him how everything happened. I was like, I went to court today and they threatened, I guess the family threatened me and I ran out of court and I was, I'm only in this neighborhood today because I'm trying to make money to get back home because I got to pay for my plane ticket. And here it is, I meet you. And then he just started talking to me and stuff. And then the next door I knock on, that's when the lady filmed me and the video blew up. That's what, like, I'm thinking Jamie Foxx called the lady because, like, the video you saw, like, when I was like, I'm gonna be quick, like, that's gonna be like, that's Jamie Foxx neighborhood. So, like, a couple years later, um, I'm, I'm in Hollywood, I'm doing skits because they got skit parties out here in Hollywood and stuff. So, I'm doing skit parties, like, I'm doing, I'm like, doing like content with like, because uh, King Botch be out here, Logan Paul, all of these big YouTubers and stuff. So, I'm at this uh, skit party with my friend Diamond. He be with, like, Blame It on Quay and a lot of these other people, like, he do like content with. And anyway, Jamie Foxx's nephew there. And I guess Diamond was explaining. He was like, man, did you say you sold Jamie Foxx? He's like, tell him about the, the story. So I started explaining him the story how I sold Jamie Foxx. And then out of nowhere, he just picked up his phone. He was like, man, you know what? I'm about to call my uncle right now because he told me this story about this like funny salesman that had, he had encountered with. And then he was like, remember that story? So he on the phone with Jamie Foxx, FaceTime him. And then he get, he put me on the phone with him. And I was like, man, I just want to thank you for uh, uh calling, your neighbor, calling your neighbor to... uh filming me because after she filmed me that video blew up like the world trade and like it just changed my life and then he was like look let me tell you something about how weird my neighborhood is he was like right after you had left my door this lady had called me and said jamie i just want to give you a heads up it's this black suspicious guy uh walking through the neighborhood he looked like he trying to break in people's house i just want to give you a heads he's like no this is a funny guy that got personality he a, a aspiring comedian he go door to door selling the cleaning product i just bought some from maybe you should open up your door and see what he got he was like that's the only reason why the lady opened the door with the camcorder because she thought you was gonna break in her house she didn't think you was a funny salesman or nothing he's like she he's like she only opened the door that's why on the video you see like she zoomed in because she thinking like if yeah. i if i if i would have did some crime in that neighborhood they had my information like remember she zoomed in on my badge like you know what i'm saying she like what's your name you know what you selling so that way if i was like a bad guy you know what i'm saying but come to find out it was it, it was just that i was a good salesperson and the video blew up so that's how that went it was crazy Yep. So what what a tremendous story. Yeah. Yep. So that's a trip, man. <laughs> like I will say, you're an excellent storyteller. And I've always said that I think comedians are one of the most intelligent human beings on the face of the planet. I really do. I really believe right. that. Thank then, you. Like, because A, you have to be you have to be on stage. Oh, you're good. We're, we'll we'll wrap it up. I promise. Oh no, it's good. It's good. It's just uh, that kids, they you know how kids is. They hard. I, I get it, man. My kids are constantly knocking yeah. on my. They be ha- they be having young timers. <laughs> <laughs> I told my I told my niece. I said, if you had a brain, you'd be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so. I think Eminem said that one of his songs. Um, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, yeah, I just think, you know, the, the fact that you have to sell yourself and sell the story and then sell the audience all at the same time, that's that's a tough gig. Right, right, right. You know, yeah. that's a tough gig. Yeah. And it, be it, funny yeah. at the same yeah. time. That's true. Yeah. 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 That's that's awesome. only only the best, only the best and the lightning stand out. So that's what it's yeah. all about. You know what I'm saying? You never know what you got until you just go ahead and do it. You know what I'm saying? Nothing be the failure unless you try. So that's why I be telling people all you got to do is hang in there like shingles and drywall and then you'll come out with a good reward. You know what I'm saying? So what, one of my favorite stand-ups of all time was actually Jamie Foxx. I might need security. I, 
Oh I, yeah, that's, I that's a classic. that over and over. Man, and over. that was a that was a classic. I swear to God, I love that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> he goes out. He starts singing. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, what was that? What was that show? Uh, the Brady Bunch. Yeah, it's yeah. all like romantic and shit. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that was funny. It's so funny. Oh man, yeah. listen, I I appreciate your time. Uh, where can people find you? Huh. Um, well, um, my IG is funny. My, my IG is funny salesman. And then, um, I got booking is Kenny hyphen brooks.com slash booking. And then, like I said, I got my sales course, Kenny hyphen brooks.com. And then I'm on Facebook, Kenny Brooks. I got a fan page, um, funny salesman, Kenny Brooks. My IG is funny salesman. Uh, Twitter is the real Kenny Brooks. Um, so yeah, the, uh, social media and like um, my email is um, kbcomedian at gmail.com. So any one of those will work. Awesome. I appreciate yeah. it. Uh, I just started getting everything set up because people yeah. are like, man, you harder to catch than my ex-wife boyfriend. Cause like when all of this was going on, I really didn't have social. I didn't know how big social media was. So right. like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. No, it is, man. I, I, uh, so I built up my, and this won't be on the show, but I built up my social medias at like hundreds of thousands. I think I had like a million, like, because I'm in the marketing space. Right. And so I built up my profiles and like half of my stuff got hacked. My Instagram got wow. hacked. My Twitter got hacked. I never got my Instagram back. I got my Twitter after like a year, but it like killed all of the momentum. So it's just like worthless. And then right. Facebook, I was able to get back. And now, and then I just kind of not cared for a while. And then as you build your businesses and your influence and whatever, and like I started this podcast and it started getting momentum and people were wanting to look for me, it became like prevalent. Like I need to, I need to jump back on this stuff, you know? Right. So it's, it is, it is, it's, it's a double-edged sword with right. social media, you know? Right. Yeah. But, uh, it's a blessing, especially right now. Or This is like the best time to have, like, like, man, this is crazy. Oh, this yeah. is like the best time because some people need to be inspired. They want to, they, you got to put a smile on people's faces. You know what yep. I'm saying? Tough times don't last, tough people do. So if they got something to look forward to, you know what I'm saying? To move forward like Toyota, it's all a blessing. And I feel like that social media is like the number one thing that's like progressing right now, as of right now, especially how the world's shutting down and this, this coronavirus thing, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, like we need this right now. Oh, hell yeah. I, I, 100%. Well, I hope you and your family stay healthy and hope this lockdown, uh, I don't even know what's happening. It was supposed to be over and now it's not. Right, right, right. Yeah, so. Same to you, man. I hope y'all stay safe. Well, you, you, in, you in New York, right? No, no, no. I'm, I'm in Portland, Oregon. Oh, Dan, you in Oregon. Okay. Yeah, yep. Yeah. West Coast. Oh. Right, right, right. Yeah. 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 I'm, so I'm, originally, I'm originally from Beirut, though, Lebanon. Oh, for real? Yeah. Okay, that's what's up. Yep. I knew you was from somewhere. I saw that name. I'm like, dang, you got it. Like, yeah, man. That, yeah, yeah, that yeah. name is unique. I was like, From the wow. Middle East, man. Right. How Middle you pronounce East. your name? I know Mo is first, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my, my real name is Muhammad. I go by Mo. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I've been called Muhammad, and I don't even know. <laughs> right, right, right. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it's been, hey, it was a pleasure, man. This was fun. Um. I'll be posting it. It'll be like on every podcast station and YouTube and Instagram, and I'll tag you. Okay. All right. Appreciate it, brother. It'll be fun, man. It was yes, a great sir. call. Yes, I, uh, I wish I wish you the utmost success, man. I I I, I truly believe I'm going to be watching you on a Netflix special here soon. Really? Yes, excited. sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. 
It's go, it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing, man. It's a lot of stuff that I got in the future that's that's coming up. I also just did it like I forgot. I just did a, a, a TV show. It's called TT's Therapy too. Like, it, what, what, it, it, say that again. It's TT's. like TT's Therapy. Yeah, yeah, I think she she but it's a guy, but he like he 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 got he, his brand is TT. It's funny, but like uh, it's a lot of people that's gonna be on. It's like TT's Therapy. It, it's funny though because I'm doing like a Tyrese um, memes. Like you remember Tyrese, you know the singer, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Remember he had the memes like when his 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 mother's child put him on child support and he was crying. So I'm doing that whole memes over on the show. It's funny though. Like where 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 are you gonna put the show on? What what? Like I, I like I'm that's what I'm saying. You gotta stay tuned. I'm I'm gonna keep you updated because I don't even know like all of this Corona everything. It's like like I like I, that's what I said a lot of stuff got shut down. So when I get more information, I'll let you know and everything. So just stay tuned. But like a, a lot of stuff got canceled and like got put on on hold because of this you know what i'm saying like i posed a spoke on stage with tony robbins at the upw march 15th march 12th through 15th and that got postponed it was like a lot of stuff that supposed to happen i was supposed wow. to do a jordan bell for a podcast uh my my, my uh, media team reached out to logan paul so a lot of stuff just been put on hold but i forgot about the uh show because i had just filmed that like in february so we had just got done filming and editing that so Soon as I get more input and like like when we're gonna um launch it, I'll just like tag you or um DM you and let you know. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. And and I'll stay you know, I'll stay in touch. I'll I'll be following you and see what you're doing. And and when you do uh I don't know when, but if you ever do like a live show, I'd I'd love to come. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Comedy, man. Big Heck big yeah. comedy, man. Yeah. And I, love, and I love your stuff. It's hilarious. I appreciate it. Up. Yeah. All right, man. It's been a pleasure. I, I, I always you. tell people like when I when I was working Portland, Oregon, because like yeah. I, I worked up there in Oregon and um Seattle, it rained a lot, you know. It, it does, rain. yeah. So mm-hmm. and I, a lot of people they like they don't like salespeople out there, number one, because it's like a depressing, like it's like I don't know. I, a lot of people they feel like it's depressed because it's a green, like they call it God's country because it's real green out there, but it's just <laughs> too much rain, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I'll be like when I used to knock on their door, I'd be like, look, I can't hold you long like a man with no arms. And I know I popped on the spectrum like a premature baby. I was like, but I know this weather shouldn't make us feel depressed, you know, because guess what the midget told me yesterday? They'd be like, what? I'd be like, life is short. And then they start laughing. So, but I used to always, like, that was my introduction when I was in um, Portland. I used to eat them up with that. They used to be laughing. Yeah. So it's funny that you said, oh, yeah, we used to knock all through there, like Canby, Oregon, Hillsborough. Oh, crazy. Uh, Carvalho. What made you, what made you come out here? We work everywhere. We went everywhere. We was like Michael Jordan. We impress you and go to another state. We used to go. We we went everywhere. We used to go state to state. We used to go to Oregon, Arizona. Did, did you record all of them? Like, huh? do, you, do you have recordings of them? No, that's what I wish I would have did. Like I said, I just started Bro. social media like 2017. Like I had like I a YouTube show by now. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. I should have. That's why I wrote my episodes out. So in my episodes, I got like 12 episodes, but I got one episode in Seattle, Washington. I got another episode in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. I got another episode in Portland. I got one in Portland, Oregon. I got I got one. It's called uh Kenny Approach. It's like Kenny Approach. When I, I knocked on the door and it was like five salespeople and they all was like not making sales. And then they knew that I was a YouTube guy and they all went to the door with me. I had an alarm salesman, a meat salesman, a, a pest control. I had a real estate guy and it was myself. And they all went to the door with me and they writing down lines and stuff. And then they end up trying to recruit me. They went from recruiting me to me training them all at the door. That was in Portland. It's a true story. So all of my stories, it's funny because it's funny because it really happened to me. But I made fun out of it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So like I'm telling you, it's going to be it's going to be crazy. But that's what I said. I wish I would. If I would have, if I would have, if I knew, if I would have knew what I know now, 
then it would have been over with. Oh yeah, you you'd have had like because I, I didn't million subscribers. Yeah, I would, I didn't start social media till like 2017. I didn't know how big it was. Like I said, that video went viral 2011. So I would have like even back then it would have been crazy. So, well, it's never too late. I would still still build your YouTube channel. I mean, yeah, exactly. I know guys. I know guys with only like 800,000 subscribers or 700,000 subscribers. They're making a hundred grand a month passively. That's crazy. Yeah, that's but it's, but it's not. And then you've got guys at Logan Paul. That dude's probably making half yeah, a they, month. Yeah, they're making like, yeah, they said they're making like a million dollars a month. Or a million dollars a month, yeah. Yeah, they kill them. Yeah. Not including sponsorships, not including. Yeah, they, yeah, they brand deals and everything. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I mean, there's, there's no reason why you couldn't do that because your YouTube serves a purpose because you're an entertainer and you're a comedian. And then you've got the other aspects of sales that you buy into it. Like the thing is, is that people want to be entertained and you, your shit already has been proven to blow up. Like you just got to package right. it. Yeah. Exactly. Just be consistent, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. shit, look at Will Smith. He started a YouTube channel. Right. Right. Yeah. You know he what I'm saying? To the Will Smith at home. I was just watching some of this stuff. He's funny. Yeah. He is real funny. Yeah. Yeah, he's super funny. Yeah, and that was creative too. Cause I, I, I saw oh, yeah. that. I was like, dang, that was amazing. How he just did. he did it right in his garage too. That was funny. yeah, yeah. Isn't yeah. that dope? Yeah, he got a studio and everything. I said, dang, this guy's creative right there. Yeah, it's yeah. in his DNA. Yeah. yeah, that's what it's all about, though. If you can do that, then you winning Amen. all the way around the board. So. Amen, man. Most people make yeah. excuses. They need this fancy yeah. camera and this that. Yeah, and exactly. Right, right. Yeah, you could do it from that's your phone. True. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, wherever there's a will, there's a way. So, Amen. All right, yeah. brother. Enjoy the rest right, of the day. Man. You too, brother. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, it. man. We'll stay in <laughs> touch. Right. Go to habitsofthefew.com. 